0: we <laughs>
1: All right, we are back for another edition of SJHL Insider. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Jeremy Corgan, the media manager for the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And each and every episode of SJHL Insider is presented by our good friends at SGI. They present our podcast sponsor. And, of course, we have so many other great sponsors uh, for both of our shows, SJHL Insider and SJHL Weekly. That being Chevrolet, Capital, Automall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, RBC, Sastel SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, and Young's Equipment. Thank you, thank you, thank you for your support. And another jam-packed show today for SJHL Insider. Today we will be joined by the play-by-play voice of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Megan Hayhurst. And LaRange is coming off a busy week, four games and five nights all on the road. They handed Humboldt their first loss of the season. And they also picked up six out of a possible eight points on their recent road swing and are now about to begin a lengthy, lengthy stint at home. But we'll get into that with Megan. Of course, it's time now to bring on my co-host, producer Clark. Clark, how are we doing today?
2: Great, 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 great. There's so much to talk about today. It's exciting. Uh, Let's get into it. It's great. It's As great.
1: Tony the Tiger once said. Ooh, nice, it's great. Nice. Yes, you're right. We have lots to get into, uh, and we might as well kick it off uh, with your favorite segment.
2: Yes, my favorite segment. Absolutely. Uh, again, uh, it's going to be an exciting show. Can't wait to hear about the Larange Ice Wolves. But before we get to that part of the show, let's do the hat trick. <laughs> Point. that's yeah they ah, took them they for, went the, into mine, yeah. for the design the design boys took yeah them. they took them uh so topic number one it, it's a it's been a quiet start to the week but there it was adds, one yeah. game on tuesday night however it was, a though it, good was one. it was a dang good one jer uh it was a really good game wayburn was in kindersley let's uh show the the recap here of that one uh wayburn visited kindersley in the lone game so far this week and it was a 4-3 win. Uh, Jer, what did, you, what did you see during that game? Yeah,
1: and each one of our recaps, of course, is presented by Sask Lotteries. And yeah, like, like you mentioned, we've only seen one game so far this week. But, I mean, here's the thing. That game was pretty entertaining if you were able to watch it on uh, hockey yeah. TV. Um, you know, the Kindersley Clippers got off to such a hot start in that game. They had two goals in the first period. I think they scored in the first two minutes of the second. Uh, and they had a 3-0 lead and they were build, trying to build off that uh, game against the Melfort Mustangs where they won 7-4 at home on Saturday. But you know what? You have to give credit where credit's due. Cody Mapes decides, okay, my team's not playing the greatest right now. We are going to make a goaltending change. And Daza Mitchell comes in. And after watching uh, that game, it looked like a completely different team once Daz Mitchell got in between the pipes. Um, and Weyburn really turned it around. It was the spark they needed. They got two goals in the second and then two goals in the third, and they come back for a 4-3, we- uh, 4-3 win. And, you know, we talked about it on SJHL we- uh, Weekly. Rory brought it up. But it's a big week for the Weyburn Red Wings. Three games against teams that are right around them in the standings. And for them to kind of kick it off with a uh, 4-3 win over Kindersley in comeback fashion to snap a three-game uh, losing streak. Obviously, uh, for Cody Mapes and uh, the rest of the team, they must be pretty happy.
2: Oh, it's huge. Uh, and, you know, you mentioned it earlier, but uh, the young Eric Call got the start in this right. game. Uh, I think it was his first SHL game, first Junior A game. Uh, just got uh, called, uh, I guess, called back, I guess, to the Wayburn Red Wings. Uh, And, you know, it's a shaky start for him, but he's Mm -hmm. a young guy. And Mm -hmm. it's a tough one on the road, Uh, especially Kindersley, who has kind of picked up a couple wins here and there lately. They're kind of picking it up a little bit. so. When they made that switch to the right. guy who they've kind of been riding the whole season in Dazza Mitchell, uh, there was like a confidence switch that went off, like you kind of mentioned. And uh, a couple of the big boys co- scored a couple of goals to get them back into it. And fun, a fun game overall. It was to a watch. fun game. Yeah.
1: Uh, and you know what? I, I kind of, if you look at the stat sheet, I, I feel for Kindersley a little bit in that game because they were, they were pretty shorthanded in that game. I think they only dressed 17 players. And yep. They got off to a, you know, a three nothing start and everything like that. But Unable to close it out. They dropped that game. They're now one and two on their five-game homestand. And uh, it definitely doesn't get easier because they play host to the Humboldt Broncos on Friday. But both and of these teams have two more games left.
2: Yeah, this week. one and eight on the power play for Kindersley as well. So yeah. tough go there as well.
1: Yes, very tough go. But so Kindersley will be looking to bounce back. They close out their five-game homestand this weekend. They play Humboldt on Friday, Yorkton on Saturday. Meanwhile, the Weyburn Red Wings, uh, big, big home and home this weekend. Uh, against their division rivals in the Melville Millionaires. But that's the only game to talk about uh, so far this week. we got two games tonight. We'll get to that in a bit. But uh, quiet start to the week, unlike yeah. the past weeks we've had uh, so far this Quiet this
2: start, year. but a fun one. Uh, so let's get into topic number two now. and uh, We're going to our friends at Direct West for uh, the most recent Direct West commitment of the season. And that is the Flynn Flawn Bombers forward Jaden Mercier committing to Lindenwood University. Becoming an SJHL hub.
1: It really is. Yes. Uh, First off, uh, congratulations to Jaden. The news broke, what was that, late Monday? Late Monday or Tuesday. My days are mixed up. Uh, Regardless, congratulations to Jaden and and very well deserved. He's off to such a good start this season. I mean, we saw him in Estevan last week uh, and he was very noticeable. One of the best players for the Flint Flon Bombers. And he always, he has been all season so far. He's got four goals and 14 assists uh, and they're off to a, a good start. This year, and you know what? Uh, you mentioned it, Clark. You know, they have uh, when it comes to Lindenwood University, you mentioned it, it's starting the program's growing there, yeah. And you know, they're starting to become a hub a little bit for SJHL talent. Of course, they have uh, former Bombers uh, forward uh, Drew Kuzma there, yeah. Uh, Ethan Zilke will be going there mm-hmm. shortly, too. So there's lots of there's lots of talent from the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League uh, going to Lindenwood. And, uh, you know, we've seen how I think this is the third commitment uh, Division One commitments so far this season in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. I would bet we're going to see a lot more.
2: I think there's more coming. Absolutely. Especially we talked about it a few weeks ago, but the Mm -hmm. SHL showcase, you always see kind of a domino effect after that event. Teams start talking to these players, they see them live, uh, and then over the course of the next month or two, they start kinda, they wanna nail these guys down so that they're they're locked in for their rosters for the next year or two. So it's a, it, that event is a big catalyst for this stuff to start happening. Uh, For Mercier, again, you kind of mentioned it, but he had 44 points in 39 games last year, Mm -hmm. 14 points in the playoffs, Mm -hmm. and six points in five games at the Centennial Cup in Estevan last spring. Uh, You can see all this information and more at sjhl.ca, by the way, in the article. Good plug. You're welcome. Uh, But uh, definitely a a well-deserved commitment and uh, exciting for the Flint Flon Bombers as they get another one going to Lindenwood University.
1: 100%. And here's what we call in the biz a tease, Clark. (gasps) Uh, We are going to have Jaden Mercier on SJHL Weekly on Monday with, uh, with Rory, Jamie, and myself. Uh, Jaden will join us uh, for that. So looking forward to chatting with him. We got on it right away once uh, the news broke. So uh, excited to talk to Jaden about uh, the start of the season, but obviously uh, the direct West uh, commitment for him to go off to Lindenwood University. You touched on it. Very well deserved. He's off to a great start this season. Uh, and you know what? It looks like uh, him and the Bombers are going to be one of the top teams to uh, beat in this SJHL this season
2: yeah and they have been quite hot lately as well we talked about that a bit last week mm-hmm. uh let's get to topic number three now for this one uh last week we posted the, the stats the player stats
1: yeah we've t- well last week we did both we did we did, we, we, we right. did the top 10 scores and we did the top 10 goalies
2: yes exactly now one of the unfortunate things with the top 10 scorers in the mm-hmm. league none of them are defensemen so we had a comment i think it was on facebook after sure. last week how come the defensemen never get any love? And like Michael Jordan said in mm-hmm. the Last Dance documentary, and I took that personally. That's fair. So we're going to look at the top-scoring the top defensemen right now uh, and kind of get a glimpse into some of these uh, play drivers, power play quarterbacks, uh, you know, these guys who are putting up points from the blue line. So, uh, Jeremy, what do you want to Well, uh, I, I think for me, the,
1: the big thing that stands out, which I love about the SJHL, is, I mean, you look at this top 10 list, and I, I think there's and there's players from so many different teams.
2: Yes. Right. Very there, variety.
1: There, there's such a good variety. Like, each, you know, each team is very well represented, and and it goes past the top ten uh, in scoring points and everything like that. And as you know, Clark, defense isn't just about scoring points. Right. Um, well, the best part
2: about that list, and if you guys can bring it up one more time. Uh, a lot of these players mm-hmm. are also the top penalty killers on their team. 100%. They're also the Big best minutes. shutdown guys Big on their minutes. team. So these guys are all important. And we, we heard from Marty Martinson, uh, was it last week, about Jordan Gibbs and his yep. a, a impact on Battlefords. We heard about it a couple weeks. Well, last week on SJHL Weekly, Jared mm-hmm. Sitch in Notre Dame. Yep. He's a huge piece of that team, not just for his scoring. So. Uh, Alex von Sprechen, defenseman of the week. Sure. Yeah, uh, he, he did a lot more than put up four points last week. So, so these it, guys are important.
1: Yeah, and as you can see on the board, the big thing is uh, Tynan Ewart and um, Xander Stewart. They lead in assists when it comes to defensemen. And then uh, Jared Sitch has the most goals with five. But uh, as you can see, there was seven, I think seven defensemen uh, in with double digits points already. Right, And that's almost a point per game as, as defenseman in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League always which is, important, which is always important, and we talk about it. like we're going to probably, we've already seen uh, a couple of commitments from the from the blue line when it comes to the SJHL. And I mean, from that top 10 list that we showed right now in scoring, and with that being said, we're only a month into the season, but and again, points aren't everything for defensemen. but I, you know the all 10 of those defensemen, are extremely talented Yes, and are some of the top defensemen in the SJHL, um, you know, from Tyna Newart from the top, Xander Stewart, Jared Sitch, Alex von Sprecken. The list goes on and on when it comes yeah. to defensemen in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League. And one thing we, we've talked about this season in the first month, a big thing we've talked about is the goalie so far this season. I think the the defensemen are, are right up there when it, when it comes to top-tier talent yeah. in the SJHL. And I think once, you know, as the season progresses and everything like that, you're going to see more defensemen starting to produce even more and more and contributing more and more uh, to their hockey clubs.
2: Well, and on top of that, too, like we talked about it early in the year, how good the goalies were doing. We've talked about it almost every show Mm -hmm. on The Insider's. Uh, and I think back to I think a conversation that you Rory and Jamie had on SHL Weekly early in the season. Right. Uh, I think it was about Cam Hrdlika, and he put up great numbers last year as mm-hmm. a backup goalie. Yep. And I think Rory said, "Well, he had a great team in front of him. He did have a great." And team. how much of that early success the goalies have had this season is because You're of right. the defensive play across the league, uh, and in certain teams especially. So, mm-hmm. um, absolutely a good goalie. Uh, is sometimes a result of a good team structure in front of you, good defense in front of you, uh, and these guys lead the way. But there's some other names, too. Like, we've talked about not on that top 10 list, a guy like Karsten Cater, a young 16-year-old, oh, yeah, exciting I mean, to watch. Uh, Alexa Babich in Estevan has been very good There's this year. so many. So there's a, there's a ton of guys, and we'll get to those guys throughout the year because I'm sure that that list is going to change.
1: Yeah, I mean, honestly, we could probably do... Almost a, a full podcast or episode on just defensemen I'm in and, and, <laughs> and, and maybe the, you know what? in spitball in here, we could do that around Christmas time. That's an idea. We Ooh. could do that around Christmas we, like there's obviously when there's, we have there's a break at Christmas this year in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, I think which by the way, I think we're all thankful for. Uh, there isn't games around New Year's this year compared to previous years, yeah but you know for those types of podcasts right around um christmas time i think we can that's something we can definitely dive into a bit more and put you know, it on like, the planning board it's it's already on the planning board good the planning board is pretty full
2: but it's a great planning board it, by it's the way. a
1: great planning board
2: we'll but, show it in behind the scenes one day
1: yeah actually you well i think we have showed it on our tiktok which uh be sure to follow if uh, sure you, you follow are it. on tiktok also uh before we get to our guests yes there we go let's plug the social media Nailed be sure it. to like us on facebook follow us on twitter instagram tiktok also big one it's not on the board subscribe to our youtube channel that is where you're going to see every video episode of sjhl insider sjhl weekly uh, video features, uh, highlights, um, behind the scenes stuff, maybe. Um, Clark, am I missing anything? Uh, no.
2: SJ, did you say SJHL road trips?
1: SJHL road trips. Yeah. The list goes on. Some, got two more this week. Yeah. I'll tell you more about it later. But okay. it is now time. Let's get to our guest. Uh, a very special guest joining us, the voice of of the LaRange Ice Wolves, Megan Hayhurst. Hey, Megan, how are we doing today?
0: I'm good. How are you guys?
1: We are doing great. I mean, it's always a good day when we get to talk SJHL hockey. So uh, right, first, yeah. first and foremost, I want to talk about last week with you. It was a mm-hmm. very busy one for uh, the Ice yes, Wolves. It was. Four games and five yep. nights. But you, yeah. they win three out of four. Let's start on Tuesday in Humboldt knocking off the undefeated Humboldt Broncos. What was that game like, and how well did the Ice Wolves play that evening?
0: You know, it was pretty exciting, especially for them to have done it in the final minutes there um, to, you know, tie things up and get the go-ahead goal. So it was, was pretty awesome, especially having, you know, had three straight losses to them. And, you know, they were getting ready to face a different opponent. So change change was good there. So it was a, a must needed win to start things off right on that road trip.
1: It really sets the tone for a three game and four night road trip. You know, I, you start yeah. obviously in Humboldt then you go to Yorkton a day off Melville Yorkton. How do you think that win kind of helped them, you know, moving on for that road trip for the rest of it?
0: It definitely gave them confidence. Um, you know, and um, brought them together again and showed them that, you know, anything's possible when they work together. It doesn't matter how much time's left on the clock, Um, you know, just find a way to, to keep going, no excuses, so...
1: Yeah. What do you make of the, the start of the season for the Lorange Ice Wolves? Obviously we've seen uh, some peaks and valleys for the hockey club, but I think right now coming off, you know, three out of four wins on a very difficult road trip, uh, head coach, uh, Kevin Kaminsky is coming back to the bench. I guess, what do you make of the start of the season right now for the Lorange Ice Wolves?
0: Overall, I think it's pretty great. Um, I know sometimes some of the scores have people kind of scratch their head or something like that. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a pretty good start. Um, our fans, um, should be pretty proud and, and happy and same with the, the coaching staff and, and the players, they've all worked pretty hard and, um, you know, just like every other club battle through injuries or, you know, trades looking to, you know, get everybody gelling together on different lines and things like that. Um, So yeah, overall it's been been pretty great. There's not a single line that um, can't produce out there. Maybe just
1: speak to the job that Kyle Schneider did in the in the absence of Kevin Kaminsky because I think, you know, with Kevin having a ten game suspension to start the season, you know that's a big obstacle to face. I think for any hockey club with you being without your head coach for ten games. But, you know, I I saw the Ice Wolves play for a couple of games in there and, and. you know they were playing some extremely good hockey uh, with Kyle Schneider behind the bench maybe just speak to the job he did in Kevin's absence
0: yeah Kyle did great. It was a big challenge to you know come into you know his second season as an assistant coach right. and right having to um you know last year he was behind the bench head for a couple of times there um within the Covid season but yeah to have to do the first ten games is a big ass. um and he did great and the players responded well to him and uh, the fans every everybody was very thrilled with um his efforts and you know i had them on our podcast last week talking about it and you know personally he said it was it was great for him too to to get that that experience
1: a hundred percent. Yeah, that's great experience for him, obviously, down, you know, if he ever wants to become a head coach in the SJHL or or elsewhere in junior hockey, for sure. Um, now, yeah. for the Ice Wolves, for you guys, obviously, you're coming off three games and four nights, but now a lengthy stint at home. I think you have now mm-hmm. four straight games at home and then I think 10 out of 11 at the Mel uh, moving forward. What do you think this this stretch of home games is going to mean for the club uh, moving forward this season?
0: You know, I think it's going to be nice. I've kind of heard every club kind of talk about the schedule and how it seems to be that way. There's, you know, a right. big stretch on the road, a big stretch at home. Um, so that's just kind of how the season is going to be. And, you know, they just had basically a whole week off because we don't play again till Saturday when the Hounds are in town. So you know they had a week of rest and practices and stuff like that and now coming off those wins and returning home is going to be really great for even drawing the fans in from that mm-hmm. perspective too right um so and getting to play at home is always extra nice right you've got parents that'll make the road trips up and yes a mm-hmm. lots of parents actually do make those southern road trips um for us too but our um Parent weekend is fast approaching um, also. So it's, it's, there's a benefit of that to get to do a little bit more family things on and off the ice by having the fans there. Right. Um, We've got some stuff coming up around Halloween where the public will get to attend. And so it's going to be a good chance for the players to really um, connect with the community too.
1: And I guess finally, Megan, now you, you kind of alluded to it already, but you know, after four games and five nights, you get a bit. of The ice wolves are getting a bit of rest, but now in a one game this week, an important one against the Notre Dame Hounds to kind of kick off this big stretch at home. What do you kind of expect uh, from Saturday's game against Notre Dame?
0: Uh, <laughs> pretty much just continuing where they left off. Um, you know, everybody working pretty hard. Um, you know, as far as who's in net, I think there's a lot of confidence on that back end too yeah. now. For um, you know, not only those goaltenders, but for the players who play in front of them, they, you know, in front of Chirico there, they've kind of shown that they will play just the same way that they did play for Dawson Smith also, which does make a difference for your club. Um, so that adds some stability, um, for them also. So yeah, they're, they're a pretty aggressive team. So I expect to see, um, you know, the same things carry on from every, every line. And that's one of the most exciting things that um, this club has been able to have from like, you know, the game where Sage Roberts was called up as an AP and he scored in right. his first SJHL game and at home. Right. So it does not matter where you are. There's the opportunities on those lines to put up the points.
1: Yeah. And, and the Mel's a very difficult place to play too. So having the, having 10 out of 11 at home moving forward, I guess, to add to that quickly is you know, like you mentioned obviously we have the the Ice Wolves have 10 out of 11 at home when it comes to the trajectory of this team moving forward and being you know a couple points back of the Flint Flon Bombers in the Sherwood division i guess how important is it for the Ice Wolves to take advantage of this massive stretch at home
0: it's huge like yeah. you know sometimes people talk about big games being like oh the the clubs like um when the Broncos were undefeated or the North Stars and stuff like that but um, one of the things our coaching staff really seems to, you know, speak about is that any club can beat any club on any given night. So every game is a big game, and that's kind of how you need to mm-hmm. look at it. And um, you know, if if you win, you know, enjoy it for that moment. But then you need to reset and keep going, and you know, because that's just one game out of the fifty-some of a schedule, right?
1: That's what we love about the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League is any team can beat any team on any given night. Well, Megan, thank you so much for taking some time to join us today. We really appreciate it and have a great call on Saturday.
0: Thank you. See you guys.
1: All right. That is the play by play voice. uh, The LaRange Ice Wolves, Megan Hayhurst, Uh, like we mentioned, massive stretch at home for the LaRange Ice Wolves. And she made a very good point. She's she's right. It seems like every team this year, for the most part, is going to have a lengthy stretch at home, which is you know, it's it's very important to obviously take advantage of those games.
2: Absolutely. Yeah, it is. And on top of that, I really like what you said about the goaltending as well. Like with yes, Toreau getting Rookie yeah. of the Week this past week, uh, Dawson Smith has been in the running and the discussion for Goalie of the Week, I want to say like Two or three weeks already this, w- this, this season. I know he hasn't won it yet, but he's like right on the edge of, of goalie of the week every week. So
1: <laughs> I have a quick funny story. Oh with, yeah, uh, hit me with uh, Dawson Smith actually in goalie of the week because I remember I think it was the I want to say the second week of the awards, and I know um, the group the group of us that select player, players of the week, we had Dawson Smith locked in as goalie of the week. And then Caleb Allen pitched a shutout at the showcase and also scored a goal. Right. <laughs> I mean. Which I, I felt really bad. I felt really bad yeah. that uh, it, it was taken, taken from Dawson. But he's been so good this year yeah. for them. But now, and now to have both goaltenders playing at such a high level, you know, that gives the coaching staff confidence. That gives the team confidence. And now you know when you play 10 out of 11 at home now, that's, that's a big stretch for the Ice Wolves that they could climb up and maybe, you know, catch up to the Flynn-Flawn Bombers because they're only three points back of the they're Bombers only, right I now. Was,
2: I was just going to say they're only three points back. Uh, so, yeah, I, again, I, I think I've said this a couple times. I love how the Ice Wolves have been playing this season. Me too. Uh, yeah. And now with Coach, Coach Kaminsky back mm-hmm. behind the bench, you talked about it during the interview there with Megan. Uh, I, just, I can't wait to see this team's full identity come out. Right. And I know Kyle Schneider did a heck of a job. Unreal job. But it is Kevin Kaminsky. He's a yeah. different beast, you know. So I'm I'm excited <laughs> to see how he kind of puts his his own uh, kind of twist on the team as well. Uh, now that he's going to be back there, so 15 points so far. They're second in the uh, Sherwood division. So an important weekend, but every weekend, like Megan said, is also very important. But so
1: just an important stretch because they only have the, they they only have the one game this weekend, but. Yeah. Um, a game against Important the Notre Dame stretch, Hounds. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and, and really, when you think about it, a game for the Ice Wolves where you kind of have to take advantage of the situation that it is. You're playing at home, and you're p- going to be playing a team that is playing their third game in three nights and playing three games in three nights all in the north and traveling for each game because the Notre Dame Hounds play nipple tonight, a night, right. Thursday. Uh, they play Flin Flon Friday and then Larange on Saturday. So it, like, that's, that's like that's an important game for Larange. Yeah. Um, obviously, I, you mentioned it, every game's important for any club in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League, but um, you know just just looking at that situation, you know when you when you have a team coming in and they played two games prior in in two days. You know that should be a situation that you should try and take advantage of because oh, you absolutely. might have a tired team.
2: And and Jamie Newgubare actually put out a good point uh, on Twitter today is that every time the Notre Dame Hounds have won a game, they've right. scored four goals. Every time they've lost the that's game, such an interesting. They've stat. scored under two. <laughs> now, I mean, if you score four goals, you should right. win a game. I I'd agree with that uh, more more often than not. I should say. Yeah. Uh, so that's an interesting. I know it sounded it sounded more interesting than it actually is. But I also love that Jamie put it out there and was like, "So look at this, and it's that's awesome." So. Will that theory be put to the test against Nippawin, who's a high scoring team? Right. Uh they they've been in some high-scoring games. Mm-hmm. Uh and Flynn Flon, who's red hot. Yep. And then going into LaRange as well. well. So the, tough, well, tough three. So days. the
1: interesting thing is. Yeah, we can we can talk we can talk about this more in when we get to the, the sure. matchup. But let's we're talking about it now, so let's hit on it. The interesting thing, I think, with the Hounds and the Hawks is they've already played two games this year. Mm-hmm. And it's been, uh, it's been. <laughs> you did it again. Uh, I did it again. <laughs> Darn. Uh, uh, no, what I was going to say is they've played twice this year. Hounds won the first game at the cage, 4-3 in overtime. Ooh, yeah. After the Hawks got a late goal to tie it. Yep. And then last time they played, uh, it was all Hawks at, uh, in Wilcox. It was mm-hmm. a 5-2 win. The Hawks controlled that game for the, yeah. for the most part. So I'm interested to see how that is. But then you mentioned the flynn Flon game. Yes, Flint Flon is playing well, but the last game they played, they lost four-one to the Notre Dame Hounds in Wilcox. Right. After being a tired team on a four-game and five-night road trip.
2: Which was the Wayburn Estevan. Correct. And Melville trip. Correct. For them, and then yes. they ended in Wilcox. Yeah. Yes.
1: So, um, you know, it's it's you have a couple of teams I think there that uh, you're playing for the Hounds that I think you're going to get the best of. Just because of recent history and recent memory of, you know, the Hounds, you know, for example, the Hounds went into Nippon. They, they beat the Hawks. The Hounds just beat the Flint Flon Bombers, uh, you know, when they meet on Friday. Yeah. It'll only be six days removed from that loss. Right. So they'll be motivated and everything yeah. like that. But yeah, let's get let's just get it right now into the uh, schedule. Let's start with t- uh, tonight, also known as Thursday. Uh, the netpoint hawks we mentioned it are playing host to the notre dame hounds seven o'clock puck drop and then yorkton is in battleford we talk about it all the time on sjhl insider and sjhl weekly monday and thursday which you can find on our youtube channel be sure to subscribe how important three games and three nights are when you're traveling on the road it's always extremely difficult But the big thing is trying to get points on the road because most teams can can find ways to win at home. But where the good teams separate themselves from the middle of the pack teams or the bottom teams is they win on the road. So the Yorkton Terriers, a big three game and three night stretch kicking off tonight, obviously, against Battleford, who's 11-0-0-1.
2: Not a big deal. Not a big deal. Uh, also, Yorkton's finally going to get some games. <laughs> they only have 10 games. They've, They've only played, played the fewest ten, amount.
1: Yes, Yorkton has only played 10 games this this year so yeah. far. Um, they were tied with Kindersley for the least amount, but Kindersley played play, last they night. They snuck one they, in there. They snuck one in. They, yeah. uh, Kindersley played last night to Waver. So Yorkton's playing 3-3 three and three, uh, this weekend. I mean, it's going to be – I think it's going to be a really interesting game tonight between Yorkton and Battleford. Because you have a team in Battleford who can really put the buck in the back of the net. And you have a team in Yorkton who is very good at keeping the puck out of the net.
2: Out of it. And they have the highest scoring goalie in the league, Caleb Allen.
1: Well, <laughs> he's tied for first <laughs> tied, after oh Kim right.
2: I forgot about that. He's <laughs> right.
1: tied for first. There's two goalies have been credited Yorkton, for
2: In fairness to them, uh, they're fourth in the league in win percentage right now. I know they've only played 10 games, which, you know, lower games amount. It's easier to have a higher win percentage if you win some games. Right. But... You know, they're. I think they're like sixth or seventh in the league in points, but they're right. fourth in win percentage. So like, they're holding their own every night well, that they do. That they do play. Oh, hundred Hasn't been often yet. And I but. think,
1: I think for them too. Um, last week, you played three games at home. Unfortunately for the Terriers, they went one and two. Mm. I think they would have, if you asked Matt Hare and his coaching staff and and probably the team. I think they would have liked that game against Nip. when back. You had a two goal lead going into the third period. And you end up falling 7-5. Yep. And then you have a tough uh, tough matchup on, on, on Saturday against LaRange where you lose 4-1. So uh, they'll be looking to bounce back. But again, they're playing the top team in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League right now. They're playing the, to- uh, the team that's ranked second in the CJHL Top 20 rankings and a team who is also on a lengthy homestand. They are in the middle of an eight-game homestand. Tonight's game is game number five. Halfway through. And they're 3-0-0-1. Not bad. Not
2: Pretty bad. Pretty good team.
1: All right. Let's get to Friday. Friday's a little bit busier. Five games on tap. The Notre Dame Hounds in Flinflon to take on the Bombers. So Wayburn and Melville. We talked about that at crucial. Home- well, don't want to say crucial, but it's a big home and home between those two teams, especially teams that are close in the standings. And Anytime in the, you get those and guys. And in yeah. the same division. Yeah. Uh, yorkton and Balford once again. Humboldt is in Kindersley to take on the Clippers. And then uh, two big games this weekend in Melfort as the Mustangs play host to the Bruins. Where would you like to start on
2: that? I one? really wanted to spend some time on that yorkton Battleford's <laughs> matchup. Just talk to them. I'm bugging you. No, uh, you know what? Humboldt-Kindersley. Kindersley's at sure. home. Uh, now Humboldt is coming off. Uh, they lost their their streak, their winning streak, right. and then they got it back. Now Kindersley had that really great start against Weyburn. we talked about it uh, on Tuesday night. So, what team are we? How are we going to see them bounce back after that? Because obviously, that's it's kind of a deflating loss when you're up it three is. It and then be. you lose yeah. four three, right? So, which which Kindersley Clippers team are we going to see you're at right. home again? They're going to probably want to bounce back. Uh, in front of their home fans, and mm-hmm. Humboldt's a great team, so mm-hmm. I'm I want to see that game. I'm going to tune into that one because I want to see the Kindersley Clippers' reaction from the Wayburn game on Tuesday,
1: and hopefully for Kindersley and for their sake too, they get some. They were dealing with some injuries on Tuesday against the Wayburn. Right, they were short staffed. They were said, short yeah. staffed. There was only I think 17 players rest. So hopefully they're fully staffed. They get a full lineup, and if they play like they did against the Melfort Mustangs on Saturday. It's gonna be uh it'll be an interesting game because obviously Humboldt's one of the top teams in the league, and uh if they play like that, you know, they should be right in that hockey game. And like you mentioned, obviously they're playing at home too. You're, they're they're playing a five game homestand, and that's game number four for the Kinders League Clippers. The other one I wanna just quickly uh quickly touch on because uh we haven't really touched on uh those games or those teams just yet. Uh Estevan and Melfort. Yes. Um Wow, Like what? This, this one for me is really interesting just because Estevan's coming off having their seven-game losing streak snapped to the battle for North Stars. We'll see how they respond. But last weekend, and I, and I wrote about it in the SJHL Power Rankings uh, this week, when you, when you get to Melfort, I thought last weekend was a prime example of how the first month of the season has been for them. Mm-hmm. And that is inconsistent. Right. Friday night, they play a great hockey game. And they hand battle for their lone loss of the season in a shootout. A win's a win. But they beat the battle for North Stars 2-1 in a shootout. Joel Favreau was outstanding Friday night.
2: As we all anticipated him to be this season. Correct. And yeah. he has been. Yeah.
1: But then Saturday... They follow it up with a 7-4 loss to the Kindersley Clippers, um, and when you look at obviously those teams in the standings, Battleford's at the top, Kindersley's at the bottom. So it's an interesting. I think it's an interesting weekend for for Melford because they're obviously, what team are you gonna get? Yeah, that's. And I think that's what they want to know. What which team Milford are you gonna get?
2: Mustangs team is gonna kind of start coming out more often. Correct. Like you said, how do they stay consistent? Four overtime losses this year. Yeah. That's a t- that's never easy. Yeah. Um, that's a lot of overtime action.
1: Yeah, um, it is. You're right.
2: And that doesn't
1: even include their shootout win, which you mentioned. So they've had more Correct. than four they, games. They've gone to extra time a lot. But a that lot. also says, another big thing is w- when you go to overtime a lot and you go to a shootout a lot, the big thing is with that is that means you're in a lot of hockey games. You're in, uh, yeah. They've you're been in, in a every lot of game, games. Yeah. which is great. And that's what you want to be. You want to be in every game. But the yeah. problem is they're just not getting the results. Now, with that being said, last time Estevan was in Melfort, Uh, Melfort lost 3-2 in overtime. But I I think for Melfort, I think that game, they they probably thought they deserved uh, to walk out with two points. Yeah. So we'll see. I'm curious to see. Those are the two games this weekend that are really going to stand out for me. Um, Just for both of those teams. Just because, obviously, like you said, like Estevan's coming off, getting their seven game, Winning streak snapped. And Melfort, we're trying to figure out which
2: Melfort Mustangs will stand up. Yes, more. Or
1: will or the less. real Melfort Mustangs <laughs> please stand up? There we go. That wasn't even in your song suggestions please to work in, we it just up. worked it in. Anyways. Well, you're not supposed to tell people though, about the song suggestions that I'm supposed to try to work in. Anyways, insider <laughs> secrets. Let's let's move on to Literally. Saturday. <laughs> Saturday, we got five more games on schedule. uh a lot of repeat matchups, I think. Uh, I
2: really of- want to talk about the Estevan-Melfort Stop. matchup.
1: Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Second whole, second half of that home-and-home home between Melville and Wayburn. 7 o'clock puck drop. Nippowin in Humboldt. And, of That'll course, we one. know those two teams met last week. Humboldt won 11 I think Nippowin will come out with a much better performance against Humboldt. I think they can expect a much better Hawks team on Saturday. Yorkton wraps up 3-3 three and three against Kindersley. We touched on it kind of with LaRange. I think Kinder, That's a situation where I think Kindersley has to kind of take advantage of that situation if you can, if you're the home team. LaRange takes on Notre Dame in their lone game of the week. And then the Estevan Bruins visit the Mel for Mustangs.
2: Yeah. So I, a,
1: another I, busy five games on tap. I'm looking forward to, on
2: Saturday to that Melville at Weyburn game. Now, we didn't talk about the Weyburn at Melville game the night before a whole lot. No, no, no. But no. with you're that in right. mind... You said it. You said this a lot. This is this is a Jeremy Corriganism. Mm, uh, love those. It's always hard to beat the same team twice in a row. So, what result were we going to see on Friday? Part. You do say that a lot. I do say that a lot. Uh, what <laughs> <That's> result?
1: <funny. laughs> I wasn't I w- lying. I was wondering where you were going with that. To be <laughs> honest with you, I say a lot, I talk a lot. Yeah, as do most broadcasters. And I listen a lot, Jer. Uh, so that's debatable, what, folks. Well.
2: What results are we going to see on Friday in Melville? And then right. how, what's going to happen the next night on, in Weyburn? And to, to hear Nick Nielsen call PA and call the game at the same time is always a treat.
1: 100%. It always so. is a treat. I'm going on Saturday. Ooh. Uh, actually, yeah. Let's plug, quickly plug where I'm going this weekend. Yes. I probably, where are you going? I should have probably mentioned when um, we were talking about Estevan and Melfort. I'll be in Melfort tomorrow, That's Friday night. That's the Melfort trip. Okay. Uh, I'll be at uh, the Northern Lights Palace. I'm excited for that game. Should be good. And then on Saturday, I'll be in Weyburn to see Melville and Weyburn. Okay. Back to the Melville-Weyburn home and home. Yeah. And the other thing, too, is after Weyburn's win on Tuesday against Kindersley, those two teams are tied for the same amount of points right. in the Viterra division. Right. Um, they each got 10 points. Melville's played one less game. Weyburn has one more win. And a lot um, more
2: penalty minutes by the looks of it. I'm just looking at the list here. <laughs>
1: sure. Um, but if one of those teams, per se, wins both games, gets four points, you know, you're, you're right back in the hunt for, for a division. Because from the top of the division to the bottom of division right now is only separated by six points. Yeah, that's a tight one. And All of those divisional Yorkton's matchups, I think, games. in the Viterra division this year are going to be so crucial. Yeah, Try and win those games in regulations. And the other thing, too, worth mentioning, with this home-and-home, home, these two teams have played twice already. Weyburn's won both of them. Ooh, that's important. And Melville's currently on a three-game losing streak.
2: Yeah. So, we will Did see. Did Melville have Kelton Pine when they played Weyburn last? Or is that since that happened?
1: Pine was if you if you can stall for 15 seconds, I can, look it up. I can tell you.
2: So again, we're Wayburn's getting the one thing we talked about. I think with Weyburn, if I remember correctly, last week we talked about Weyburn a little bit. Uh, some of their players have not gotten going quite yet, and we've talked about we talked about a few guys before the season started with Ty Mason and and a few of those players, and we've started to see them pick up their offensive production a little bit. And I think Nick Nielsen even mentioned it, um, is that some of those guys had some pretty high expectations from a team last year that didn't put up a ton of points. Right. And those guys are coming back, uh, you know, the, the Gauthiers, the C's. Mm-hmm. Those guys are now kind of coming into their own a little bit. So mm-hmm. are we going to continue to see those guys roll in Weyburn? And Melville's got that great top line, yep. and then uh, who are we going to see? And I said this I think last week or the week before, who in Melville are we going to see pick up the right. secondary? Yeah, score? the sec-
1: They need some secondary scoring exactly. And, and there's right. players there that can do it. So who's going to be those? Right. Who are those names going to be? Um, so to answer your question, Kelton Pine was with the Melville Millionaires the last time these two clubs played. There we go. However, he did not start. So there's a storyline. It was Jared Thompson. There you go. Uh, but I mean, the last game they played was a two-one hockey game yep. in Weyburn. Um, all the goals scored in the first period, low scoring defensive battle between the two teams. And you know what? I mean, the first game of the season in Melville was a uh, four, two, four, two win for the wayburn Red Wings too. another tight game. So you can kind of expect the much of the same. I think this weekend between those two clubs, I think all the games really so far this season, if you think about it, if you think about that Viterra division as a whole, every game involving two teams in the Viterra division this year have been, have been close and have been tight. Yeah. There's been there's been no blowouts or walkaways. You know, we've had you know Estevan's beat Wayburn twice, both one goal games. Um, Yorktons beat Estevan twice, both one goal games. Weyburn's beat Melville. Weyburn beat Estevan. way early in the year, no. Oh, and wait, oh, the
2: that was the big game. one. I- yeah. I forgot about when you it. said Estevan beat Weyvern twice. I'm like, yes, but didn't also Wabern? That's beat Estevan? right. I forgot yes, about so that. So it is. You like, are correct. It adds to your point, I, though. You go, yes. How close the division is. Exactly.
1: That's adds to the point. Um, yes.
2: Quick shout out for Melville. Uh, recent addition Nicholas Andrusiak got a point in his first game as a millionaire, uh, and he's uh, fitting into the lineup pretty well in his two games. It's a short stint so far, but uh, I think that was gonna that's gonna be a nice pickup for them. Uh, I think Nicholas Andrusiak. Keep an eye on it.
1: Yeah, and uh, like I mentioned, so. For, for, we were talking about the Viterra division obviously all the points matter uh, i think we i think we kind of collectively agreed at the beginning of the year this might be from top to bottom the most competitive and interesting division because we thought it was going to be so close very wide open it could be anybody's division well and the still other still can be it's still tight 100% i mean again six, a 6 point discrepancy from top to bottom yeah. but when it comes to these teams, because obviously right now, as of, you know, today, uh, Thursday, October 20th, um, Estevan currently sits in first place in the division with an eight and seven record. Um, they have played the most games in the Saskatchewan junior hockey league this year, 15 mm-hmm. as of right now, Yorkton has played five less. Yep. And they are only four points back of Estevan, Melville. Has played three less games of Estevan. They're only six points back. Waver two less, six points back. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see how these teams make up their games in hand. With that being said, um, these teams aren't going to make up any. Yorkton will make up one on Estevan, one game in hand this weekend because they play three. But all these teams play two games, at least two games this weekend. Right. So for me, paying close attention to the Viterra Division right now, just just to see. I mean, are we going to see a big, you know, shift in points? Now, on the flip side of that, we can argue the same thing in the Sherwood.
2: Yeah, right. Oh, we have very the Sherwood so. division
1: is the exact same thing. We have, you know, four very good hockey clubs that are separated by six points. And so it's another weekend. But a lot of these, the, the big difference, I think the big reason why we're going to, I think for me personally, at least, I'm going to be just just watching the Viteria division just a little bit more. A lot of these teams in the Sherwood don't play that much this weekend. Flintflon only has one game. Larange only has one game. Um, Nipwin is in Humboldt. They have well, and they play tonight's two. Um, and then Melford has the two against Estevan. So yeah. I guess for Melford and, and Nipwin, they can, they can make up some ground with, uh, with a couple of big weeks, too. Yeah. But, it, you know,
2: congestion. And a really interesting thing about the Sherwood division too, right. I like looking at the the secondary numbers on the standings mm, board, right? Yes. And, you know, I mentioned the penalty minutes a lot. I mentioned the goal differential. They have four of some of the best goal differentials in that division. Uh, obviously, Flin Flon right. is at plus 13. And then they have three teams that are almost right or hovering around zero, which is the sure. top half anyways. Um, and on top of that, they have from uh, all four of their teams go uh, – four five six and seven in terms of goals scored in the league so they have wow. the four a,
1: there is a stat for you
2: yeah i love that, that doesn't go directly down it goes flint flint hey. win laronge that's why you're an SHL pretty insider close. you know what i mean I, just, I love looking at the little numbers right that's a good one have I have four of the top that. seven scoring teams in the league i like in that division so
1: i like it okay before we, we wrap up uh today's episode um i want to i'm going to put you on the spot Ooh, let's do it uh we got two games tonight five games friday Five games Saturday. What's your game of the weekend?
2: I'm going to go with that the secondary game of the Melville-Wayburn series. So That's in Wayburn on Saturday. In Wayburn on Saturday. Not because you're going. Well, no. Am I? I don't know if I am. Actually, I'm not sure if I am. But we'll talk about that after. Oh. Uh, we'll talk about that after I'm going alone. Can we bring my girls, my daughters? Can they come? Of course. We'll talk about it after, but that, I just feel like there's a lot, like you said earlier, we talked about it a little bit already. Um, the division's tight. It's a, it's a double header against these two teams, right? If whoever wins Friday night can win Saturday, Mm -hmm. that's a big swing in the division. And I just think there's a lot riding on that game. So I'm going to say that's the game I'm looking at as uh, maybe it's not the one that jumps off the page sure. points-wise, standings-wise, sure. but in terms of importance, I think that series is really interesting this weekend.
1: Okay, I'll take... I'll say the other game I'm going to then. <laughs> so there you go. Like the one I'm taking, sorry. There you go. I'll say Estevan at Melfort because I, similar to what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. Um, I want to see how Estevan responds after having their winning streak snapped. I want to see how Melfort responds after, I think they would say, probably a disappointing effort in Kindersley uh last saturday um and see yeah see how that home and home or it's not a home and home those two it's games in double Alford. home yeah it's uh yeah but, but it hey is talk back about back. talk about being the team twice it's even more difficult when you do it in the same building yeah.
2: that's extremely difficult so again in the same realm what's going to happen friday and how are those teams going to react on saturday so that's it's exciting but you're going to the friday game so i am going are you friday. saying the first game is going to be the game of the week for you or the second one? First one first one because, because i'm there. there. It's the tone setter it's, for the
1: it's weekend. It's the tone setter. Well, yeah, it's the tone setter for the weekend. Unfortunately, yeah. we have no Sunday games. Uh, well, which sometimes is almost, that's it's okay. Like, <laughs> before we wrap up, how do you feel about Sunday games? I don't mind them. Now,
2: usually they're a little earlier in the mm-hmm. day, right? So as a former employee in the SJHL, um, I didn't mind it because the game's over, and you're used to, when you work a 7, 7.30 game, you're used to walking out, and yep. it's like pitch black. It's like 10, you know, 11 o'clock at night oh, or whatever fair. time it is. Uh, but on a Sunday game, they usually start depending on the city you in, you're in. It's like two, That's four fair. o'clock, yeah, and yeah. Then you walk out and there's still a little bit of sunlight. It's a it's well. a much different vibe when you leave the when you leave the building as an employee.
1: Uh, maybe not at this time of the year.
2: Well, you're right, but <laughs> it's not as late. And then then yeah, you have, I, then I you have an evening. You know what I mean? <laughs> you fair. have a bit of an evening afterwards. So That's fair. yeah, I I always liked a Sunday game. It was a different feeling. Families come out because it's yeah. earlier. You mm-hmm. get more kids often, and I like those crowds are always fun. So I like, I like a Sunday game.
1: Well, unfortunately, there's no Sunday games. This oh, week,
2: dang but, it. <laughs> but two
1: games tonight, five games Friday, five games Saturday. So if you can get out to the rink to catch some action, I mean, you're not going to disappoint. There's a lot of good games this weekend. Yeah. Uh, if you can't make it out to the rink, be sure to uh, you can watch all the games on hockey TV. If you can't watch them on hockey TV, well, you're in luck because we'll have highlights of all 12 games. From the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League this weekend, up on our YouTube page. Be sure to subscribe to the SJHL uh, YouTube page. We've seen some great growth uh, so far this season, so keep it coming. And with the subscribing's free too. Uh, like it. us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Uh, you know that's where you'll stay up to date on the latest in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League and information uh, from across the league and the teams. Uh, of course, we have to give a big shout out to our uh, our podcast sponsor. Uh, That being SGI. If you can't physically watch uh, SJHL Insider, SJHL Weekly um, on YouTube or the video version and you just want to catch it on demand, be sure to subscribe to uh, our SJHL Media page on both Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, That's where you can catch the audio version of the shows. Honestly, it's really handy. I'll I'll be honest with you, actually, uh, Clark, last Friday... I was driving to Battleford on the road trip, and I listened to our, our episode of SJHL Insider. I'm
2: just pulling it up now,
1: actually. He's pulling it up right right now. He's going to show yes. the camera. Now,
2: excuse if, if you excuse can't the see bottom it. part where it's, it's Silly see. Songs with Larry from VeggieTales. That's okay. That was the playlist on the way to work today with the girls in the car. All right. Not apologizing for it. Okay. But SJHL Media right here. Yep. Uh, I'm going to follow, boom, got boom. it. And I'm going to do a little notification, turn on the bell, and now every time we post something, it's going to
1: pop up on my phone. Just like that. It's Nailed just it. that easy. Nailed so, it. yeah, you can follow us uh, or subscribe to our podcast as well, both Apple and Apple. And Spotify, and our podcast sponsor for both Apple and Spotify is SGI. But of course, we have so many great sponsors in the Saskatchewan Junior Hockey League that help us uh, put on these amazing shows for you, the fan uh, Chevrolet, Capital Auto Mall, Great Western, Cantera Seeds, uh, RBC, Sastel, SGU, Direct West, Saskatchewan Construction Safety Association, Tourism Saskatchewan, Young's Equipment. Thank you, thank you so much for your support. Because if it wasn't for your support, we wouldn't be able to, uh, you know, talk hockey uh, every. Uh, we still would, but not in front of cameras,
2: probably. It'd be, you know, we gotta. I we probably still talk hockey a little bit. A little
1: bit, yeah. but to the to, to the level that we want to bring. This level, we want to level up. Hashtag next level. Hashtag, oh no, nobody's using that hashtag. Well, anymore, it's empty. Right? Yeah, I think it's open. We wanna, it's <laughs> we open. We'll be able to snag it. Anyways, uh, thank you. Thank you so much for joining us this week. Got a little bit off the rails there. Uh, That's okay. It's 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 better when
2: we get off the rails.
1: Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Another great episode of SJHL Insider for Clark Monroe. My name is Jeremy Corrigan. This has been another great edition of SJHL Insider. Enjoy the games this weekend, everyone.